Engaging conversation with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the afternoon news on 630 Chat, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Hey, hey, it is Friday. Woo! Yes, I'm excited that it is Friday. Andrew will be back on Monday, today on the show. Lots of things, including another chance, maybe your final chance to win James Taylor tickets. And yes, guess what? I have another audio montage. Remember how much fun we had with that yesterday? You have five songs that you're going to have to guess what they are. We'll do that. I need the time. So probably around that 448, uh, 450 mark once again today. We are going to talk about, this is cool. The headline in the newspaper was, Poop Passion Sends Man to Antarctica. He's a a, a local, you know, engineer who's come up with something to turn waste into usable water <laughs> would you we'll find out about that plus uh todd hirsch joins us at 3 30 but really excited to have one of our favorite of all time guests back on the show kelly Keane, personal finance uh, expert author media personality joining us for the next hour hey kelly hey Jalen. thank you so much hey thanks for having me it's been a while i know you're yeah. with, you've been on with ryan a couple of times and yeah. i thought you know what we need to uh bring you back into the afternoon there's mm-hmm. so much going on in yeah. the province right now and some would say not enough obviously right. going on in the province right now lots of financial challenges out there given the economic climate uh in alberta Plus, tax time right around mm-hmm. the corner. Lots of questions about that. So I'm like, okay, where do we even start? Yeah. But I thought we might start with just the fact that this is a really tough, challenging time for a lot of people. They've been laid off. They've lost their jobs. They don't know when they're going to be able to go yeah. back to work. For those people facing what they are right now, maybe they're trying to find another job. Maybe they're in two jobs, whatever it is. Yeah. And you're looking at your bank account. What do we? What do they need to be doing right now? Okay, th- that is a very valid question because it's not just the people who faced layoffs. It's the people that w- you know the what if mm-hmm. and 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 people that I talked to years ago that felt pretty solid in their in their jobs and a lot of them media friends, mm-hmm. right? We know how that's gone the last <laughs> number of years. So I don't, I don't know if anyone's safe yeah. nowadays. Like really, and and if you're an entrepreneur or a small business owner or an employee, the number one thing you need to do and and so many people if they have this money fear is they haven't taken stock of where they are. They have not just slowed down. I know this is hard. This Mm -hmm. can be really hard, but you're not doing yourself any favors if you don't know where you sit. If you don't know exactly how much you owe on your mortgage, what the interest rate is. If you don't know how much you and your spouse owe on your credit card, what those interest rates are. And if you read the fine print, and I have with a lot of people across Canada, you know, uh, it'll be things like um, the the credit card interest rate is 19%. However, if a payment was missed, mm-hmm. the fine print might say something like, now your your interest rate is up at 22 or 23% until for six months you've made that until payment on that. time, right? So it's all these little things that just by, ooh, I'm not going to open that mail or look at it, it's not helping. So before anything happens... Yeah. Take stock. Make sure that you know where you are with everything. And then obviously if something does happen, you need to take uh, probably even a closer look. 
you've always said to try to have a, a buffer zone, right. to have some cash socked away to to get through maybe, was it six to eight months? Six to eight months. But you know what, Jalen? How about a long weekend? <laughs> How about physically, yeah. physically yeah. enough cash uh, on your person? Like less and less of us are using cash. And there was another study about a month ago. Um, every, every year that number is coming out where less and less of us actually have physical cash. I used to work at a bank mm-hmm. and I would leave the bank without cash like seriously mm-hmm. uh, and you know you, I, I think of the, the Calgary floods I think of blackouts in Toronto I think of cities that I was actually in where I physically couldn't get dollars what would you and your family do for a long weekend if you literally could not get dollars out because the power was out yeah. or something of that sort Good so point. it's not just the emergency account which can be a line of credit if you're really responsible but the time is not to wait until you've you know been let go the time is not uh when you're going for mat leave Mm -hmm. and and i'll go and get a line of credit then because once your income's gone see this is the big wake-up call is that uh mark twain said it best that a banker is there to lend you an umbrella when it's sunny and to Mm -hmm. take it away when it's raining sorry banker friends but that's the deal right their business it's a business so if you go to the bank saying but i was in that industry for 10 years i was doing that job for 20 years it doesn't matter the fact is that you're sitting in front of that banker today without income. Yes. That's it. Or, you know, you had a, a couple of bad months and that took a fantastic credit score down to nothing. Here's something Albertans and a lot of Canadians are really good at is paying their mortgage on time. And I would never say to not pay the mortgage on time. Of course you want to do that. Um, it's only been the last few years that mortgage companies, that banks have been encouraged to report on your credit reporting uh, on, on your credit report, your mortgage. Okay, so I know this mm-hmm. is a, some of your listeners are going to be like, "What is she saying?" Mm-hmm. What I'm basically saying is that if you pulled your credit report, you might see that your mortgage doesn't even show on there. Mm, okay. What does show on there is your credit cards, mm. your car loan. Uh, Albertans are facing you know higher delinquencies right now on their car loans. So it's not that you wouldn't pay your mortgage, but let's say you're always on time with that, but you're just a little late with your credit card payments every month, that's going to pull your score down really quickly. And if you're going in for help later on, you might not get what you need. So for those who maybe have been laid off, yeah. who are, you know, uh, facing not sure where the next paycheck is going to come, mm-hmm. um, taking stock, obviously, but I'm guessing that even more important than even other times is that budget yeah. is is sitting down and, and putting a budget out and and what would you suggest how what's the best way to do it my stepmom used to because she she was the money person she yeah. figured it all out I couldn't put a budget together if I if I had to okay how do you do it where do you start it's really tough. Um, I just uh, had a tweet from the Financial Consumer Agency of Canada today saying that 93% of Canadians that have a budget stick to it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, that's great. Those are probably people really good with money <laughs> yeah. that would stick to it anyway. Because I know for the majority of Canadians, it's like a diet. Mm-hmm. And if some financial person comes in and says, you should be spending $400 a month on groceries and you should only be spending $150 on eating out... But the fact of the matter is that your family of six spends $1,200 on groceries and eating out. It's going to be impossible for you to stick to whatever this average is that someone has come along and said. So what I recommend 
is that people sit down, uh, and I make my husband do this, and we do this every six months, is we do what's called my anti-budget. Okay. For six, for, for 30 days, you track every dollar that you spend. So when I say every dollar, I mean every dollar. I like mean... buck 90 for the coffee at Tim the Hortons. Buck ni- right, okay. and, and here's where you want to pay careful attention to is, yeah, the, the bottled water, all that type of stuff, the bank fees. Um, you know, your teenagers and young adults that are going and getting $20 and paying three fifty for penalty, yeah. you know, for... Okay taking it out of the ATM, all of that, adding it up and seeing, okay, where where's our money going? Because that's usually a huge wake-up call, just like our calories, right? When we're counting mm-hmm. our calories and then go, okay, do we want that to go there? Do we want to just trim that? Did we realize we're spending that much on the cable bill and maybe, or, or with me, I've got like LinkedIn premium account and I've got this yes. and I've got that and I add it up and I go, oh, okay, that's kind of adding up, you know, and then when you times it by 12, going, do I still want to spend those dollars? That's when I think organically and authentically you and your family can come up with a budget that you can stick to because you've seen where the money's going. Okay. You have to see where it's going. Um, For those, you know, maybe they're running out. Maybe they just don't know where they're going to turn at this point. Right. Um, Are there options there? I mean, is it it an idea? Can can you go to the bank and get money when you don't have that income? I know some people end up in it gets really dire and you start looking at bankruptcy as as a possibility um but that would obviously be something that you'd want to do as a last resort. Yeah. I mean, walking away from your home, last resort. Yes. Uh, not, you know, not paying your taxes, your GST, any any type of a bill should be a last resort. Easier said than done. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if you're there, your self-esteem is, is pretty crushed, likely. Uh, and it's really difficult to take that deep breath. Might even be hard to open that letter, let alone pick up the phone. And say, look, I, I, I've been laid off or yeah. I think this is going to happen. What are my options? And talk to the credit card company. Talk to your bank. I, 99 out of 100 times, if you are proactive in that call, your creditors will work with you. Revenue Canada will work with you. And you like, know, I think a lot of people don't believe that. I know they don't. They're like, oh, my God, if I call, it's going to be worse. Well, if you don't call, here's what happens. If you don't pick up the phone, it's going to go to collections. Once it goes to collections, a third-party bill collector... It's out of, you know, um, that creditor's hand. So if it's your bank or your utility, your cell phone company even, mm-hmm. you can, you know, they don't want it to go to a bill collector because they're getting pennies on the dollar. So if you can negotiate with them. Now, once you have made some agreement, you better make good on that agreement, though, or call them back up again. If you say nothing, they have to assume the worst. Okay. They have to assume you're not paying it. They're sending it to a bill collector. If the bill collector can't do it, then they are always going to assume the worst. They're if, if there's a home, if there's assets, they're going to go after that. They're going to garnish bank accounts. And then it's really, really hard. So if you, if you can't do it, and I understand a lot of people can't, then you need to get some help. You need to go and see a nonprofit credit counselor. You need to maybe talk to a, a bankruptcy trustee. Don't wait if you can until the calls are happening. If you see anything in the future where mm-hmm. this is maybe going to happen, talk. You know, it's Jalen, where were we were at, I think, in the 50s and 60s when somebody had, you know, cancer and we yeah. whisper the word and and it was shameful. And that's where we still are with debt. Right. Uh, and now we like, you know, run for the cure and we, we yes. put it out on Facebook and we say, don't don't suffer in silence. 
you know, crippling debt is actually so bad that Health Canada has recognized it as something that can sh- not just shorten our life, but impact our, our oh, yeah. health significantly. Yeah. Um, so it's not just mental health issues and actual physical health. Money health, or lack thereof, can really hurt us and hurt our family. So don't be silent. There, you know, I, if I remember correctly, with, with mortgages, at some point you can actually ask uh, the bank to defer a defer mortgage payment yeah, yes, I mean, is, that, is that another option to look at yeah that's a great point most mortgages you have a skip a payment yeah. um, you know there you have a lot of flexibility with a schedule one bank okay, okay. so a schedule one bank is like our big guys uh, you know probably even ATB all of those fall into those if you're not with a schedule one if you're with like Bob Smith mortgages okay <laughs> you better call Bob Smith mortgages up and or and really pull that document because some of those types of mortgages, you miss one payment and they they have recourse that the other banks don't. So again, if you're silent, what is the lender to assume that, you know, and I know some people got into mortgages in Alberta and all oh, over yeah. the country where they could just barely squeak in uh, or they're with a subprime kind of lender that you do not want to be messing around with not making that payment. Well, and you made the the point earlier talking about don't miss the bill payments, don't yeah. miss the, the mortgage payments and all of that in the study. And you touched on it saying that delinquency rates on auto loans are soaring yeah. um, and really saying in Alberta and Saskatchewan, that's kind of where the bad parts are and this what what do you do sell it well see and this is the conversation we have to have I'm on the National Steering Committee for Financial Literacy and a conversation that we've been having that we've had since day one is how do people get into let's say payday loans Mm. and all you have to do is look around any city in Canada see them popping up any everywhere they're not just in places we used to expect them to be in they're in Mm middle-class neighborhoods now obviously people are going to them in the old days we used to go to our boss we used to say hey can I get an advance on uh, remember that right I I mean can I get an advance we used to have put things on layaway we used to do things differently we live in a society today where we've forgotten some basics that if you do have to get a second job it's not forever yes it's not the end of the world you know I'm not saying that it's not tough times that we aren't going to have tough times but you just need to pick up the phone and talk to somebody who's over 75 80 and they'll tell you about tough times and what they had to do to get through it those payday loan places (sighs) yeah I've actually been lucky and I've never had to go in there. I've heard nothing but bad news about those places. Well, there's Isn't that you really high interest rates? Really, like to the point where it's like three to six hundred percent high interest rates for the year. Now the thing is, is they have ex- excellent customer service, <laughs> I've been told. Uh, they take that shame and that taboo away where again, um, you know, what's the alternative? Well, the alternative would have been um, five, ten years ago, you went to a pawn shop. Exactly. You sold the vehicle. Mm-hmm. You then took the bus. You. It's just, we have to ask the question of where are we today of what's really a need and what's really a want and it's it's kind of like you were the captain of your ship and you've uh, hit some rough waters so everything's overboard until it's smooth sailing again and then you can get back on board and buy all those things again but while you're getting through it 
Uh, sometimes some things, some tough decisions have to be made. Personal finance expert uh, Kelly Keene joining me in studio until two, uh, until 3 o'clock this afternoon. If you have any questions for Kelly, give us a text at 630-630. You can call us at 496-0063. Can we talk in finances? Can we talk a little bit of uh, taxes, maybe planning, whatever it is. If you have a question, let us know. We'll get to it. We'll take a break and be back with more right after this. You're listening to the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. It's Jay Lynn and Kelly Keene, personal finance expert on the show this afternoon. We're taking uh, your calls if you'd like at 4960063 or your um, text questions at 630630. Number of topics to discuss, but uh, as your questions come in, we will answer those as well. And this one says, hey, I have a question. So I switched insurance companies and the old one told me that I had a final bill of $50. I assumed that they would automatically withdraw from my bank like usual, but they didn't. I paid it two days after it was sent to collections. Is that going to affect my credit score? I worked hard for that mm, score. I know. That all depends. When it's By the time it gets to a collection agency, it all depends if they are going to lodge that with your credit uh, with the credit report mm-hmm. or not with Equifax or TransUnion so you want to pull your credit report and see uh, if you write to that um, um, collection agency saying hey I paid it can you remove it most of the time they'll remove it that's also something as well if something's in collections and you're going to pay it in full you want that agreement an email something of that sort saying if I pay it in full can you agree that you're not going to then put this on my credit report, I've seen Jalen across the country. People ruin their credit scores or dramatically reduce the score. So a lesser score is worse than a higher yeah. score because they closed out some, you know, they switched from one telecom to another, from one cable provider to another, and didn't realize there's a $26 balance or something, didn't pay it. The, the moral of that story is always get a letter when you're closing something out, leaving a company saying that it's been paid in full. You know, something my mom would always do. I want that letter. <laughs> Letter saying it was paid in full. Yes, you do. Really? So you've got that because two companies have two years to come back at you. And I've actually had this on two occasions over like the last 15 years where literally they waited till a couple of days beforehand. You're like, I know I paid that. I know I paid that. How did I pay it? Mm-hmm. Did I pay it with my business account, my purse? And then you're left scrambling because they're like demanding, I'm going to put this on your credit report if you don't pay this right now. And you're like, I know I paid it. So always create a little file, get yourself a little place that you can organize this stuff and keep it because th- that happened to me one day before New Year's or Christmas Eve. <laughs> exactly. And you're then going through all of your stuff. So, because I think sometimes, you know, I, I think about moving maybe from Saskatchewan to Edmonton and thinking, oh yeah, well, you, you close it all off right. and think, oh yeah, it's only 25 bucks. It's not going to be exactly. a big deal, but it, it can turn collections into Collections is collections. I don't really care. Absolutely. It doesn't matter if it's thousands, if it's $20, if it's in there and it says something's in collections, that brings your score down. So, and then you have to fight to get it removed. And if it's legitimate, you might not be able to get it removed until it comes off in six or seven years. I love, I love the advice about making sure that you have the letters or having whatever you document something and you mean document everything. And I'm yes. thinking maybe would it be worth setting up a folder on your computer and saying, okay, you know, the 
these are these are the discussions I've had to maybe it's a finance discussion whatever it is and drop something in there whenever you've talked to whether it's the credit card company yeah. or the TELUS people whoever it is yeah exactly so if you hear something too that that a lot of these companies are counting on that you signed up for some kind of a feature for six months and you're like yeah 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 <laughs> you know I'll take that and then all of a sudden it starts charging you in six months you want to diarize that mm-hmm. so you know use use your use your computer your smartphone to your benefit exactly if you've just taken some notes on a payment arrangement that you've made because times are tough just take a picture of it with your camera even so you've got a little picture of your note so you've got a time stamp of when you agreed to it it doesn't have to be complex those things are tricky like oh sign up free for three months mm-hmm. or sign up free for six months and yeah. and so I refuse to sign up free for anything like that anymore because you know what I've been the lazy butt in in the past and yeah. oh well you know and I forget about it or I don't really use it next thing I'm getting charged for you are it. not lazy you are not lazy there's tons <laughs> of market research that has gone in to that is why life insurance and generally car insurance are charged monthly because and gym memberships yeah right they don't want it quarterly they don't want it annually because if it's annually you're like wow that's a lot of money if it's quarterly you still have to think about if it's just exactly and it's coming out and then it's just that you know dog on the nail right you know it's kind of moaning it's not painful enough to get off the nail but enough to complain and it's just like you see it and you're like ah next month next month and you just don't do anything because it's too complex to find it have you been in my bank records (laughs) records <laughs> no, come on maybe you should uh 229 eileen bell with the 230 news up next more of your uh text 630 again the phone number 4960063 we have another hour with personal finance expert author you name it she seems to do it when it comes to uh, the finance world uh, kelly keen after this this is the 630 chad afternoon news with jaylen nye and andrew gross on 6:30 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Kelly Keene joining me in studio this afternoon. The questions are starting to come in left, right, and center, so we'll get to a, a few of them. And Pat says we're nearing retirement, and this is timely because a, a report came out this week that suggests that nearly um, that uh, a lot of us are yeah. are not ready for retirement. That many Canadians yeah. entering retirement with inadequate savings, and that's a little scary. But this one says we're nearing retirement, and we would like to talk to someone who isn't trying to get us to invest with them. Mm-hmm. Just would like to talk with someone that can give us an unbiased opinion as to the best path to take. Do you have any suggestions? Absolutely, perfect, perfect question. So. In the financial industry, it is difficult to get like a lot of great folks, but make no mistake about it, every, everyone has a bias, unless you go to a fee-only financial planner. So what does that mean? A that fee-only? Fee-only. So uh, you can go to the FPSC, that's the Financial Planning Standards Council.ca, FPSC.ca. And you can search there for a certified financial planner in your area, and you can specify if you want a fee only. So what does a fee only one do? You don't need any assets. In fact, they don't represent stocks, bonds, mutual funds. They don't sell anything. They sell advice. They sell planning. What's it going to cost you? Well, that all depends. Probably anywhere from, I don't think anyone's doing it for 500 bucks, but probably $1,500 upwards. If you have a complex plan, you want them... 
Like, he, here's a lot of questions I get. Should I pay down on the mortgage? Should I go into the RSP? Should I, you know, um, start the RESP now for the kids because I get the 20% grant? Mm-hmm. Or should I go into the TFSA, blah, blah, blah? They will sit down and address all of these, run the numbers for you, give you the scenarios, especially if you're going into retirement. Here's a key issue, Jalen, is, um, you know, maybe you and your spouse have a lot of money in your RSP. And that at some point goes into a RIF, a registered retirement income fund. Mm -hmm. And the government requires you to start aggressively taking that out when you turn 71 because they want their tax, Mm -hmm. right? It grew tax deferred. Um, Once you get to that age, that minimum payment might be enough to kick you out of old age security or other, you know, Alberta benefits for seniors. So by sitting down early before you have to do these things, you can maybe draw it down earlier, what have you. These folks will do all of that planning for you, but... It's going to cost you. Now, okay. are there people out there that do represent investments that will do this planning? Yes, uh, but you really have to shop around. But if you definitely want unbiased advice, they're not going to sell you anything. You gotta, you gotta put some skin in the game. So fpsc.ca. That's so correct. Fee only. That's right. All right. Yeah. Um, look at this 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 retirement study know, that came out. It says half of Canadian couples between 55 and 64 have no employer pension between them, and those uh, less than 20 percent of uh, middle-income families have saved enough to adequately supplement their government benefits and that sort of thing. Yeah, I, I'm guessing you're going. If I, it's never too late. Never too late. Absolutely. And we really, uh, right? I mean, I don't want to be doom and gloom voice here, yes. but in 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 a day and age of low interest rates, when we should be like blasting through our debt, right? We <laughs> had there was an excuse in the '80s because yeah. debt was at double digits, but there's no excuse today to be in debt. Um, and then we look at the fact that. Our employment uh, is not what it used to be for our parents, for our grandparents. There, well, I, I don't even know too many people that have, let's say, pensions, but then those lovely pensions where you have a defined mm-hmm. benefit, mm-hmm. where you actually know what you're going to get. People out there that have pensions probably have a defined contribution. You know what you're putting in. You don't know what you're going to get. So this, this, uh, this report that you were talking about says that among all Canadians aged 55 to 64 without pensions, they only have enough saved to last them one year. Then what happens? Right. <laughs> then you've got CPP yes. and OAS. And, and is that going to be around when you retire? And to what degree? So, um, I, I, And then what we have to look at, too, is changing, changing the conversation of, I think, retirement age. And... I've been on your show before talking about what an avid fan I am of positive psychology, of all of this, and really looking at your life and and a lot of conversations are being had about encore careers, that when you turn 65 or 70, that this is the time to maybe start a whole new career. Exactly. That why do you have to retire at 65? Even if you just earned a little bit of income, that could really change your retirement. Well, and you know what? And we've had texts come in uh, about this, you know, going through a divorce and losing maybe part of your pension and how divorces can just knock you right to the ground and then trying to rebuild. All of a sudden you had a plan, you thought you were on the right track, but that everything has changed again. So yeah, you know, so retirement at 55, if you're lucky, Mm -hmm. not possible. Retirement 65, maybe not not so much, but then start planning. Trying to figure out what to do next as a grown-up, it's like, what? Right. We're having that conversation in our house. And if you have kids in the mix, (laughs) and you're looking at what that costs you, and then again, the conversation 
that, well, parents today just feel that they have to pay for their child's education, that they have to help them out with the down payment, yeah. that they have to, have to, have to do all these things. Well, in some countries, as a parent, when you do that, the expectation is your child is then going to look after you in old age. Well, not so in North America. It's just you have to, have to, have to. How are you supposed to retire if you do all of those things in, in the environment that we're facing today? We need to have new conversations and set the rules up to win because this is this is going to be... We're going to have a lot more of these talks, my parents, have, My parents have laid it on the line just saying, you know, just so you know, there, there's nothing. <laughs> there's there's nothing. Yeah. Um, I liked this question, and I just need to find it uh, again. Says, this is from Mama West. Says, I absolutely love this guest. She mm. makes me excited to stay on the right track. It is important to me that I teach my kids good money habits. They are 8, 6, 4, and 2. What would Kelly recommend that I make sure that they are learning that I may not have on my radar right now? Mm-hmm. Okay, I actually have a whole book on this. It's called The Prosperity Factor for Kids. Uh, I wrote it. You could get it on Amazon. Um, and the fun thing about this book was I segmented it out in different ages. Like, what can you do to teach children at different ages? Because there's always a conversation you can have about money, good or bad. Mm-hmm. And and there's so many different lessons. So such as I see a lot of parents, should I give an allowance or shouldn't I, right? Um, uh, you know, when they're getting those uh, dollars from grandma and grandpa mm-hmm. or going out and mowing the lawn or shoveling the snow, a lot of times parents want them to save every single yes. dollar, right? And that can be a huge mistake because you want a portion where they're having fun. You want to teach them goal setting. You want to teach them how to save up for money. And then I think most important that we're not talking about a lot in, in Canada, especially with our young with our young adults, is the other side of the balance sheet where it's not just cutting, it's earning more income, asking for a raise. How do you <laughs> negotiate? How do you, you know, negotiate the car purchase? How do you ask Ask for more money. And how do you come up with more money in your life? And if you're focused on that, you'll find more of it in your life. But a lot of times we're, we're just looking at how do we cut. And I, and I love that you brought that up because one of your presentations that you do is called Discovering Your Prosperity Factor. And yeah. it is based on one of your books. And it's, uh, you know, the psychology of money and, right. and learning how to do all of that, finding your, your, your full potential. Yeah. And I think a lot of us, and it doesn't need, you know, certainly not even, you know, 20-year-olds, all of us could benefit from that. I mean, you know, you go to your job, you're bringing home your paycheck. Let's say you're making $80,000 a year, $100,000 a year, whatever it is. What can we be doing to make more money? Right. Oh my gosh. Right. That is just, I know. And, and we, you know, we have something in our brain called the reticular activating system that with (laughs) all of this data that's coming in, think about it evolutionarily. Like we would have had a few bits of data an hour, right? And that would have been a lot to handle. Now we've got thousands of bits for us to not go insane. Our brain, this RAS system has to ignore a lot of information. So if all you are doing is stressed out about bills and, and, and I can assure you that when I was in the industry, I had clients that were making a very modest amount that retired millionaires and I had clients that were making a ton of money and their expenses just went up as much as so if you're not saving money at you know when you're not making a lot you're not doing it when you're when you are making a lot but if you're constantly focused on not having enough, th- that part of your brain isn't asking, how do I get more? Yes. How do I get more? And, and in studying the principles of the wealthy and the people I've had the opportunity to interview and hang around, that's what they ask. 
how do I get more? How do I, and not necessarily by taking it, but how do I make it a win-win? How do I create opportunities where other people win, but I, my family can prosper as well? And you know what? People are really smart. When you actually ask that question, you let it kind of roll around in the noggin. You go, yeah, my kids are really great. Mm-hmm. They could like go to a retirement home and charge a hundred bucks for a six-week course and teach people how to get on Facebook yeah. and do all of that. And I'm pretty smart. I could, you know, teach this over here and charge money for it. It's Andrew, uh, one of the things on uh, I laugh, uh, oh, I don't laugh, I appreciate it and it's a great conversation that, that we've had in the past. He said, and he says to me, if you're good at something, don't do it for free. And, and, and if I might say, women tend to, more than men, I know some of your listeners might disagree, but women tend to really, if there's something we can do, we're like, oh, we can't charge for that. Oh, you know, I would be a terrible, no, you can charge for it, ladies. You can do it. You can charge for it. You can get groups together and you can go and negotiate discounts because you and that group are for six months only going to go to this dry cleaner and this dentist and this restaurant. Wow. And what is the best deal with like, right? Just get a little creative. Use your social media to band together and see where you can bring more money in. I need all four hours with you this afternoon. We need to take a break right now. There's lots of questions coming in, so I'm going to go through and and grab some of these questions. We'll be back more with Kelly right after this. News when you need it. Fun when you want it. This is the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross on 630 Chad. It is uh, 2.48. Kelly Keene joining me in studio this afternoon. Someone had texted in wondering about a first-time homebuyer program, wondering yeah. if there's anything that they need to do as far as, you know, special when they're filing their taxes this year. Yeah, I so, think it just automatically comes up. Yeah, it? and you have to pay it back. I think yeah. you get, I'm pretty sure it's like 15, 20 years. I don't have that at the tip, but you have time to pay it back. It's You just want to make sure you don't want to miss that when, yeah. when you have to start paying it back. So <laughs> for people that don't realize it's RSP season, mm-hmm. you've got till the 29th. So putting money into your your RSP, that needs to go for your retirement. If you take that out beforehand, you're going to get taxed. However, if you want to put it down for first-time homebuyer, for a down payment, if you want to go back to school, there's some provisions to take it out without being taxed Mm -hmm. just as long as you pay it back within the provisions of the plan. Alrighty. Yeah, there's uh, a number of questions. You know, and they they come in, we talked about uh, divorce and about how how difficult divorce can be. Sometimes that's, I don't want to say it's as tough as a bankruptcy because you're not necessarily, but it 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 can can be. be. It can be really tough. Yeah. I know all of my RRSPs that I had, I ended up having to use mm. after the divorce just to get through, yeah. right? Yeah, and you, you turn do around, you have, you have to. to. Yeah. But it's that rebuilding and, okay, so going to someone and, and asking for some help. What do I yeah. need to do? And uh, and you move from there. This other thing that we were looking at today it was uh, nearly what? Nearly half Canadians are with two, were within $200 a month. Yes. Yes. Of not being able to pay things? A few months ago, that was at $500, and that was jaw-dropping. Like, that was jaw-dropping. So if you're listening to this thinking... The number one question I get across Canada, Jalen, is how is everyone else making it? Mm-hmm. How is my neighbor and my friends and they're all going on vacations and they're driving two cars and they're in the nice house and we can barely afford it. I can assure you they're probably not making it either. It's mm-hmm. called credit. It's called debt. Uh, so, 
yeah, that's how people are doing it. And and I don't hear anyone ever anymore just saying, you know, I can't afford that. Yeah. Or and, and when you say I can't afford that, it doesn't mean you can't afford it. It means if I factor in paying down my debt, funding my RSP, saving for the kids, all of that, uh, I, I cannot afford that right now. Nobody says that. And like I was saying before the break, as your income goes up, now the clothes for the kids go up and the vacation expectations go up and it just goes up and up and up. And at some point you have to step back and just say, you know, where's gratitude in all of this? Where's taking a deep breath in all of this? Where, when is stuff, it's just, it's not enough. We've seen it's, a lot of things, Kelly. I think I, on Facebook and just, this uh, just popped in and <laughs> she rolls her eyes. That's the worst. If you want to feel crappy about yourself, <laughs> go on Facebook. But just different ways of trying to save money. If you think that, you know, 20 bucks a, a week isn't going to do anything or whatever it is, yeah. it was one of these start small things. And your okay. first week, put away... One dollar. Your second week, put away two, and it goes through. So by the end of it, you're putting away fifty. By the end of the month, or whoever it is, that yeah. that increment thing, and it says, okay, well, by the end of the year, now right. I have two thousand dollars socked or whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, I guess there are different ways to get creative with trying to to, to save money, and and yes. people just have to find what's going to work best for them. It doesn't need to be five hundred dollars a month if you can't do it. Exactly. Here's something. I'm so happy you brought it up because <laughs> when the whole Powerball thing was going on, oh, right? Oh my gosh. I was yeah. so tired of hearing, well, somebody's <laughs> got to win all this. So I crunched some numbers as I do because I'm a geek and I love numbers. And I looked at, I couldn't believe this. Uh, this was according to the University of Calgary that on average Canadians spend $2,000 a year gambling. $2,000 a year. If you took that $2,000 from the time you were 18 to 65 and just added five bucks a day, yes, it's going in an RSP at 7.5% for you other geeks out there. <laughs> that would be, though, over a million dollars that you would have at retirement just from taking whatever you spent gambling and adding five bucks a day. Like when you know that you have the power with a few dollars to, like I was saying at the yeah. beginning, the anti-budget, right? Sitting down, what are you spending? Adding those numbers up and going, wow, I didn't realize I was spending, you know, 200 bucks a year on bottled water and $185 on magazine subscriptions and whatever. And just breaking out that extraneous stuff and going, yeah. I, I don't want that anymore. And what if I use that to pay it down on my mortgage? And what if I use that to put into an RSP? And then you crunch it and you go, wow. I think the problem is, though, is that we want it right now. Of so course we, we want, do. I want to read my Glamour magazine while I'm in the bathtub, or yeah. I want that, you know, bottle of wine or whatever. We want it. We don't. We're not thinking long term. And maybe it only happens until you get to a certain age. I know certainly in the last five years, and certainly since I got remarried, this has been a discussion that has yeah. been going on kind of all the time. Where are we? How are we setting up for retirement? Because now it's not even. Now it's not getting through your 20s or 30s. Now yeah. it's like, oh, well, what kind of life do we want to have when we can finish, or when we can, when we stop working, and when is that going to be? What does that look like? Here's a real problem. Again, it's not our fault. It's our brain's fault. Because if I if I put you in an fMRI right now, a functioning MRI machine, okay. and said, Jalen, think of yourself. This part of your brain would light up. Let's say on the right. If I said, think of a stranger. Let's say it's the left. Right. Different parts of your brain light up. If I say, Jalen. Jalen, think of yourself in 10 years, in 20 years, lights up the same as a stranger. We literally, our brains cannot identify with that future self. So when I'm looking at the Glamour magazine and the wine, yeah. of course. 
course I'm going to spend my money on that now. I don't even have a picture. My brain doesn't even have. Yeah. So what do we do? Well, this is where I'm working with some people and we're looking at some, um, you know, um, um, you know, computer models and yep. things of that sort to help us identify with our future selves. Because if we don't, if I can't see myself and you can't see yourself and what that really means, like here's me in 20 years, here's Jim, like here's our little, here's our little avatars. Yeah. And here's if we do this over here and if we don't do this over here, now you can be visceral and be like, oh, okay, do I stop? still want the wine and the, I probably yeah. the wine but maybe not the glamour maybe not the glamour yeah. no 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 yeah. um is there or how do you come up with that retirement dollar amount that that amount that yeah. you think is going to get you through this is a real challenge in the industry because people will be like I need five million dollars to retire and they don't in fact need yeah. that at all or or they need more than they think so what the industry is doing uh, a lot what some advanced people and a lot of certified financial planners are doing is saying let's first look at what are your goals in retirement and then work back oh you want to golf you want to have that kind of retirement oh you want to help your parents out mm -hmm. and you want to okay you, you want that kind of a retirement and figure out what those dollars are and work it back. Um, when do you start that, though? As soon as po I mean, as soon as possible. And then here's the thing: is you need your little GPS. And and I'm not a f I'm not I'm not in yep. the industry, so I'm not touting this. But this is why you need a professional that's holding your hand. That's like, oh, wrong direction. Had a divorce. Let's recalculate. Oh, oh, had you know uh, married somebody that has three kids and you didn't have any. Great, we got to recalculate. You need that financial GPS helping you along the way because there's no possible way you made a plan at 30, at 40, at whatever, and then all of a sudden you got laid off. You don't have the company pension you thought you were going to have. Um, but I think the good news is is that we're living healthier, longer lives. I'm talking to more and more people that love what they do. Yeah. or love the opportunity that at 65 they can go back to school and they can have an encore career or they can start that business they've always wanted to and that supplementary income can really make a huge, huge difference because you might live over 100. That's the reality. And that could be a good thing, but and you want to be healthy and have some money. And then darn it, I'm going to have my Glamour magazine and my freaking wine whenever I want in the bathtub. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Keen joining us in studio this afternoon. Kelly Keen Keen.com, and so you're wondering, okay, it's a tricky spelling though, K-E-L-L-E-Y, Keen is K-E-E-H-N.com, lots of great advice on the website, and I think you can submit, um, you know, little questions, or Absolutely. you can drop her a, a note there anyway, follow her on Twitter as well at uh, KellyKeen.com, thank you so much. Thanks, Shailen, always a pleasure.